Chapter seven of the Vicar of Wakefield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tige Hines. The Vicar of Wakefield by Oliver Goldsmith. Chapter seven. A town wit described. The dullest fellows may learn to be comical for a night or two. When the morning arrived on which we were to entertain our young landlord, it may be easily supposed that provisions were exhausted to make an appearance. It may also be conjectured that my wife and daughters expanded their gayest plumage on this occasion. Mr. Thornhill came with a couple of friends, his chaplain and feeder. The servants who were numerous he politely ordered to the next alehouse, but my wife, in the triumph of her heart, insisted on entertaining them all, for which, by the by, our family was pinched for three weeks after. As Mr. Burchell had hinted to us the day before that he was making some proposals of marriage to Miss Wilmot, my son George's former mistress, this a good deal damped the heartiness of his reception but accident in some measure relieved our embarrassment for one of the company happening to mention her name mr thornhill observed with an oath that he never knew anything more absurd than calling such a fright a beauty for strike me ugly he continued if i should not find as much pleasure in choosing my mistress by the information of a lamp under the clock at st dunstan's not this he laughed and so did we the jests of the rich are ever successful Olivia, too, could not avoid whispering, loud enough to be heard, that he had an infinite fund of humour. After dinner I began with my usual toast, the church. For this I was thanked by the chaplain, as he said the church was the only mistress of his affections. "'Come, tell us honestly, Frank,' said the squire, with his usual archness. "'Suppose the church, your present mistress, dressed in lawn-sleeves on one hand, and Miss Sophia with no lawn about her on the other, which would you be for? For both, to be sure, cried the chaplain. Right, Frank, cried the squire, for may this glass suffocate me, but a fine girl is worth all the priestcraft in creation. For what are tithes and tricks but an imposition, all confounded imposture, and I can prove it. I wish you would, cried my son Moses, and I think, continued he, that I should be able to answer you. Very well, sir cried the squire, who immediately smoked him, and winking on the rest of the company to prepare us for the sport. If you are for a cool argument upon that subject, I am ready to accept the challenge. And first, whether you are for managing it analogically or dialogically. I am for managing it rationally, cried Moses, quite happy at being permitted to dispute. Good again, cried the squire, and firstly, of the first. I hope you'll not deny that whatever is, is. If you do not grant me that, I can go no further. Why, returned Moses, I think I may grant that, and make the best of it. I hope too, cried the other, you'll grant that a part is less than the whole. I grant that too, cried Moses, it is but just and reasonable. I hope, cried the squire, you will not deny that the two angles of a triangle are equal to two right ones. Well, nothing can be plainer, returned t'other, and looked round with his usual importance. "'Very well,' cried the squire, speaking very quick. "'The premises being thus settled, I proceed to observe that the concatenation of self-existences, proceeding in a reciprocal-duplicate ratio, naturally produce a problematical dialogism, which in some measure proves that the essence of spirituality may be referred to in the second predicable.' "'Hold, hold!' cried the other. "'I deny that. Do you think I can thus tamely submit to such heterodox doctrines?' "'What?' replied the squire, as if in a passion. "'Not submit? 
Answer me one plain question. Do you think Aristotle right when he says that relatives are related?' "'Undoubtedly,' replied the other. "'If so, then,' cried the squire, "'answer me directly to what I propose. Whether do you judge the analytical investigation of the first part of my entimum deficient secundum quoad or quoad minus, and give me your reasons, give me your reasons, I say, directly?' I protest, cried Moses, I don't rightly comprehend the force of your reasoning, but if it be reduced to one simple proposition, I fancy it may then have an answer. Oh, sir, cried the squire, I am your most humble servant. I find you want me to furnish you with argument and intellect too. No, sir, there I protest you are too hard for me. This effectually raised a laugh against poor Moses, who sat the only dismal figure in a group of merry faces, nor did he offer a single syllable more during the whole entertainment. But though all this gave me no pleasure, it had a very different effect upon Olivia, who mistook it for humour, though but a mere act of the memory. She thought him therefore a very fine gentleman, and such as consider what powerful ingredients a good figure, fine clothes, and fortune are in that character, will easily forgive her. Mr. Thornhill, notwithstanding his real ignorance, talked with ease, and could expatiate upon the common topics of conversation with fluency. It is not surprising, then, that such talents should win the affections of a girl, who, by education, was taught to value an appearance in herself, and consequently to set a value upon it in another. Upon his departure we again entered into debate upon the merits of our young landlord. As he directed his looks and conversation to Olivia, it was no longer doubted that she was the object that induced him to be our visitor nor did she seem to be much displeased at the innocent raillery of her brother and sister upon this occasion even deborah herself seemed to share the glory of the day and exulted in her daughter's victory as if it were her own now my dear cried she to me i'll fairly own that it was i that instructed my girls to encourage our landlord's addresses i had always some ambition and you now see that i was right for who knows how this may end "'Aye, who knows indeed?' answered I, with a groan. "'For my part I don't much like it, and I could have been better pleased with one that was poor and honest than this fine gentleman with his fortune and infidelity. For dependent, if he be what I suspect him, no free-thinker shall ever have a child of mine.' "'Sure, father,' cried Moses, "'you are too severe in this, for heaven will never arraign him for what he thinks, but for what he does.' every man has a thousand vicious thoughts which arise without his power to suppress thinking freely of religion may be involuntary with this gentleman so that allowing his sentiments to be wrong yet as he is purely passive in his assent he is no more to be blamed for his errors than the governor of a city without walls for the shelter he is obliged to afford an invading enemy true my son cried i but if the governor invites the enemy there he is justly culpable and such is always the case with those who embrace error the vice does not lie in assenting to the proofs they see but in being blind to many of the proofs that offer so that though our erroneous opinions be involuntary when formed yet as we have been wilfully corrupt or very negligent in forming them we deserve punishment for our vice or contempt for our folly my wife now kept up the conversation, though not the argument. She observed that several very prudent men of our acquaintance were free thinkers, and made very good husbands, and she knew some sensible girls that had skill enough to make converts of their spouses. "'And who knows, my dear,' continued she, "'what Olivia may be able to do. The girl has a great deal to say upon every subject, and to my knowledge is very well skilled in controversy.' 
why my dear what controversy can she have read cried i it does not occur to me that i ever put such books into her hands you certainly overrate her merit indeed papa replied olivia she does not i have read a great deal of controversy i have read the disputes between thwackham and square the controversy between robinson crusoe and friday the savage and i am now employed in reading the controversy in religious courtship very well cried i that's a good girl i find you are perfectly qualified for making converts so go and help your mother to make the gooseberry pie End of chapter seven